0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at church dot com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com dot com slash give.
1: So we uh, we jumped into a series about uh, this is week three of that series called Hearing God's Voice. Hearing God's Voice, and I and I said from the very beginning that it's the most powerful thing you can do is learn to hear God's voice. I mean, he wants to speak. He, he is speaking. We just have to learn how to hear the voice of God. And so each week, as I build this, I, I, I truly want to build onto it each week. So we started a couple weeks ago, and with foundational message of, answer the simple question of, am I a sheep? I mean, <laughs> am I a sheep? Because he says in his word that, that he knows his sheep, his sheep know him, He calls them by name. They hear him and they follow him. So the foundation of hearing God is you better be a sheep. Because if you're not a sheep, (laughs) I'm not saying you're a goat, but if you're not a sheep, you can't hear him. Because he says, I'm going to talk to my sheep. Just going to talk to my sheep. And the way to know that you know that you know that you know that you're a sheep is that there's been a day in your life that you've been born again. That you've been saved. If you are, you're a sheep. And he'll speak to you. Secondly, last week we looked at, he doesn't call us servants anymore. He calls us friends. Mm. See, he desires so bad to be your friend he just wants to sit and talk I, 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 I talked last week about the, the friend that visits you in the hospital the one that drops off books <laughs> or the one that calls you to a room and sits down by you and talks to you, what kind of friend is he Jesus isn't dropping off books for you to read even though he made one he comes in your room, sits down by you and wants to talk to you best coffee you'll ever have is with Jesus come on So today, simple title, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. And I got to ask you, when I said that title, what happened in you? What did that title do to you? For some of us in the audience, we said, oh, good, let's go. I'm ready. For some of us, we kind of did this. We puckered up. I'm a prophet. Don't they get stoned? See, the enemy has won because he's taken what is meant to edify and build up the body and we've taken the bad connotation, we've been hurt, we saw it misused, we saw it twisted, we saw it for self-gain. And so you know what we did? Oh, nothing to do with it. And that's sad Because if we're sheep and he speaks and we're his friend and he wants to hang out with us, he's going to give us a word. He's going to give us a word. So if you, here's what I want us to do. To make it fair for everybody, I want you to take a big, deep breath for all those who puckered up and give you a chance to relax. All right, y'all good? All right, we're good, okay? I am not talking about the office of the prophet here. There's, there's, there's the five-fold ministry of the church. Is set up by Jesus in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. And in there, there's five offices, the apostle... The prophet, the evangelist, the pastors, and the teachers. And they were put there for the equipping of the saints, for the, min- the work of the church, and for the-, for the work of the ministry, and for the edification of the church, period. They're real. They're the real deal. They're set up that way. It's the way God did it. But I'm not talking about the specific office of the prophet. I'm talking about the general gift of prophet- prophecy today, okay? So I want you to go to your word, go to Numbers chapter 11, Numbers chapter 11, I want you to look at verse 24, Numbers 11, 24. If you're struggling with Numbers, it's before Deuteronomy. If you went far right, you're in trouble. You need to go far left, okay? Some of you are in the, uh, (laughs) some of y'all looked it up in the front. Page 706, okay? Uh, Whatever you got, get to Numbers 11, okay? Numbers 11, look at verse 24, 24. Now, this is right after Moses' prayer, the prayer of a burned-out pastor, uh, where he tries to do everything, and he's burning out, and God said, hey, dork, get some elders, all right? And so he he begins to do that. So... um, He didn't call him a dork. That's just said that. Okay, so 24. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down from the cloud, and he spoke to him, and he took his spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did again. We'll cover that another day, okay? But two men had re, who remained uh, in the camp, their names, one was named Eldad, the other named Me Dad. They were the sons of O-Dad, all right? Y'all got that better than the first service. I said the first, I I'm like, well, y'all wake up out there, all right? You, you name your kid Eldad and Me Dad. you go, O-Dad, oh, okay, so... Um, So the spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those listed, but had not gone out to the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. And the younger man ran in and told Moses and said, El, Dad, and me, Dad, they're prophesying in the camp. Always one of that group. So Joseph, the son of Nun, bless his heart, he didn't have parents. Um, But Moses' assistant, some of y'all got that. That's pretty good. Y'all with me today, boy, I got this second service. Y'all going, all right? Said Moses, my Lord, forbid them. Then Moses said to him, Are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. All the Lord's people were prophets. Point number one is this all can prophesy. All, all can prophesy. Go to Acts 2. Go to Acts 2. Acts 2, look at verse 16. He is quoting the uh, prophet Joel here. But look look at 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. All right, God, do something for me. Pinch yourself. Pinch yourself. Did you feel that? You have flesh. So that's you. You got flesh, this is you, okay? My sons, just in case you didn't know if your flesh hurt when you pinched, and my daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and you can categorize yourself there. I'm not doing that. And on my men servants and on my maidservants I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And they shall prophesy. One more for comfort. Go to First uh, Corinthians 14. Let's look at Paul, greatest Christian. Still bears the title. Look at 14 of 1 Corinthians. Look at verse 31. And you, for you, can all, just in case you are confused, all prophesy one by one. That all may learn, because you have to learn how to do it. Okay, you do. Get good at it, and that all may be encouraged. Mm. Why? So that we all might be encouraged. And let me help you with what prophecy means, because some of us are messed up in our definition of that. Here's prophecy giving a word or message from God. To someone. That's it. Giving a word or a message from God to someone. Let me ask you this. Anybody ever wrote a note to someone? Anybody just said, I need to write uh, Melissa Huffman a note and tell her how thankful I am and how grateful I am of what she does in our preschool ministry. You just prophesied. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I grew up Baptist. I can't say that word. I wrote wrote a note. I wrote a note. I can't, I can't. No, 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 no. I can't say it. (laughs) Breathe. Because see, you're not smart enough. I promise you, it's not insulting. You're not smart enough to come up there's over 3,000 verses in the Bible. You get a card and you write a card to her, and you put a verse in there that because God kind of gave that little note to you and that little verse to you, and, and she got it, and when she got it, she read it, and she was encouraged. You prophesied. Some of y'all are like, "Oh gosh, I'm a bad." bad person. I, I, I used to never thought... I, 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 y'all don't know what to use the word prophecy for. You're thinking of the people that do the, you know, death stay at the Lord and they stone him in the ditch somewhere. This is just giving a word that God gives you and you give it to someone. Let me, let me just say this to you. Let's just say you're a 45-year-old man and you're in this worship service and you've been coming for years. And as you've been coming over the last month or two, God has given you this picture of this young man in our student ministry. He's 16, and you see him every Sunday. And what you do every Sunday when you see him, you go, wow, that kid, man, I love to watch him worship. I love to watch him worship. His worship does something to me. Sometimes I come in, I've had a hard week, and I don't want to worship, and I come in here, I I look at that young man, and he's worshiping, Mm, God. I need to tell him, man, he, what he does for me when I see him worship. And one Sunday, right in the middle of worship, you do this. I'm going to go tell him. And you just move yourself right around, and you walk up to him, and you tell him, I just want you to know something. God has impressed your face and your name and your, the way you worship on my heart for months. And I haven't told you, but I need you to know, your worship does something for me. You're a great worshiper. Keep chasing the heart of God. God's going to do great things in you. And you go back to your seat. And you continue to worship. I'm going to tell you what happened right there. You are going to be blessed. Because when you obey God, on the other side is blessing. Okay? That 16-year-old man will climb a muddy mountain because you just encouraged him. He will reach out and grab God and for all God has for him because you spoke a word to him that encouraged him. Can you imagine this church operating like that? What would a church look like that did that? Just think about that for a little bit. Let's just say, you, I, 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 can't, I, I just can't go to church today, honey. Why not? I just, that church just encourages people. I just can't take it anymore. <sighs> I just need to sleep in. I, I, I just, baby, I don't have the capacity to take any more prophetic words from God that encourage me from that church. I am done. I'm taxed out. I, I can't do it anymore. Don't make me go to church. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's just too much encouraging. <laughs> Who in the heck goes to that? Where's that church at? That's how God set his church up. He set it up to be edified, encouraged, and built up. He, he, He speaks to his sheep so his sheep hear him because we're friends, and we go tell others to encourage them. And then the whole body, the whole church is built up. You might say, well, Pastor... Anybody ever given you a prophetic word? Yes. Many times. When was the first time you got a prophetic word? Well, you want the honest truth? In the second grade. I couldn't even spell prophetic word. Probably couldn't spell word. That's why I went to second grade twice. But <laughs> but that's a whole nother point, okay? Quit laughing at me. So, so... As you know, my story, my mom held me back in the second grade. They told me I was special <laughs> that 's a different special, okay. I later learned that so so I went to the second grade twice, but I went and this they pulled me out of class, and I, I, I watched this little ball bounce, and I had to say the word and so but, but, but what the beauty of what the second grade was for me the second time was I, I got to eat last, and I ate with the hairnet ladies and I got all the corn dogs and tater tots you ever wanted, okay, because I was the last one. So, so I ate, and that one of the cafeteria ladies, he, she and I became friends for life, eternity. And she's waiting on me. But, but her name was Miss A, didn't even know her last name. And one time in the second grade, that second year, she came up to me, and she put her little arthritic, arthritic, Spin up little fingers. She wasn't very big. She stuck it in my chest and said, listen to me, Jeff. Listen to me. I have a word for you. And I was looking down. She goes, no, you look look at me. You. She's poking me. You were born to lead. You were born to lead. Let me tell you, that second year of second grade, see, at that point, I had to learn what special meant. It wasn't what I thought it meant. I needed that. So fast forward seven years, she dies. And I didn't know it, but she lived by my best friend, Pepper. You know what my name is? Salt? Okay. So I um, what, wonder what color Pepper is. Never mind. So, uh, So he told me that. So I told my mom. My mom found out the funeral. So we went to the funeral. Me and my mom are coming around, and we're going to view the body, and there's a little man sitting in the middle, and he got a walker in front of him. She never spoke of her husband. I didn't know she was married. I didn't know her last name. I just knew her as Miss A. And he be, as I'm coming through, he, he begins to get up, and his daughter says, you don't have to get up. No, I got to get up. Daddy, you don't have to get up. No, I got to get up. So he gets up, and he looks at me, and he says, you must be Jeff. Okay, you ever been in a situation where time froze? I just stopped, man. My mom's like, I know she's freaking out because she did that pretty quick, and I, but I didn't want to turn around. But I also knew that he, something was up because he stood up and he said, you must be Jeff, and he, he said these words. She had one more word to tell you. And he said, Miss A said, God's going to do big things through you. I'm a freshman in high school. My hair on my arm standing up. I can hear my mom crying behind me, but I'm not turning around looking at her. So we go through the line. We go back and get in the car. We get ready to leave. My mom had to drive me because I couldn't drive yet. So she leans over and grabs my hand and says, thank you for wanting to come to the funeral. I needed that. For seven years, Jeff, I questioned whether I made the right decision. I questioned whether me holding you back was the right thing. But I held you back because I knew it was the right thing, and I heard from God, and Miss A affirmed that because she spoke life into you. And today, I got confirmation and affirmation from God that, yes, I heard God, and that God had my boy. hmm And I just tell you what a word from God does to the person that receives it and the mama of the one who gave birth to that boy. Let me ask you a question. Why would a speaking God make a speaking people and not speak to and through his people? Why? Why? Why would a speaking God make a speaking people if he wasn't going to speak in and through his people? We can all prophesy. We can all receive a word from God while we sit with him as his sheep and his friends for someone and our job When we receive a word for someone is to deliver the mail. Because when you deliver that word, it will do more in them and you than it would ever do if you sat on it. All can prophesy. If you can hear from God, you can prophesy. Second point is this. Sometimes prophecy can be used manipulative. Prophecy is not to be used in a manipulative way. Jeremiah, go to Jeremiah with me. Jeremiah 23, Jeremiah 23, 25. I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name saying, I have dreamed and I have dreamed. How long will this be in the heart of prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, they are prophets of deceit of their own heart, who try to make people forget mm, my name by their dreams, which everyone tells his neighbor as the fathers forgot my name for Baal. The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has a word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is chaff to the wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces? In Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, we get the Ten Commandments. The third commandment says this, You shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. And we have tagged that to cursing only. But when you prophesy a word from God that is in vain, mm, let me tell you what that means. To take someone's name in vain. To use someone's name in a way that shows a lack of respect we know it better as selfish gain I had a, a lady early in my ministry here when I got here we had we had uh, songs then we had a special wasn't always special but <laughs> I had a special all right And then we would take the offering, and then I'd preach. So later after I was here, I moved it to the end. I moved the offering to the end. And a little lady came up to me. She said, Pastor Jeff, I have a word from you from the Lord. Okay. Now, I get word. People give me words all the time. I'm good with that. Okay. You need to move the offering back to the middle. I heard that from God. All right, I said, well, let me sit on that because I like to sit on that and if the Holy Spirit sticks it, then it's God. And if the Holy Spirit lets it run off like a water on a duck's butt, then hey, not from, not from God. So I was sitting on that one morning and I thought, hmm, I need to ask a question. So I went to my financial secretary and said, I don't need to know the amount because that's none of my business, and I don't care. But I need to know if so-and-so is part of the giving team at the church. Just let me know that. I'll be, I'll be in my office. she coming come down. Uh, that lady, you gave me her name, just uh, how many times she's given. Zero. I said, well, that's good to know. So here's a lady who heard from God about when the offering is supposed to be, but she didn't hear from God about God's big, big, big word, and that is first fruit, tithe, be a giver. You're never more like Jesus than when you're giving. She didn't hear none of that. But she heard from me when I need to put the offering. I'm like, duck's butt. Water ran off. That's not of God. Because listen to me. If she's so concerned about the offering, mm, She'd be in on that. But since she wasn't in on that, her little phrase of where the offering needs to be is what? In vain, selfish gain. Sorry, we don't do me church. We do his church. And I know how to say it. So we didn't move it. We haven't moved it to this day. And I don't know if her position... Change the not in and check. So, sometimes people can give you a word from the Lord that may not be a word from the Lord. And that's okay. All right? But take everything they tell you, even if they call it the word of the Lord, run it through the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, is this true? Is this you? You stick it. If it doesn't stick, okay, then let it go. Let it go. Sometimes people use prophecy to manipulate. Third is this. Prophecy is encouraging. Prophecy is encouraging. Once you look at some scripture, go to 1 Corinthians again. We were there earlier. 1 Corinthians uh, 14. Look at verse 1. 1 Corinthians 14.1. Pursue love. And desire spiritual gifts. But watch this. But especially that you may prophesy. Especially that you may prophesy. Look at verse 3 of that. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. That just feels good. Speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. You can even say builds them up, okay? Flip over to 31. We read it earlier. For you can all prophesy, one by one, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. Prophecy Will encourage you. Let, let me help you with the word encourage. Encourage simply means to put courage in. In courage. So, to discourage someone is to take courage out. Who are you working for? Because God said, I will speak to my people. I will give them a word. I I will encourage my people. I will sometimes give them a word for someone. And we're supposed to go deliver that. So if we never encourage people, then we discourage people we got to understand that the body of Christ is a place that you ought to come in and be encouraged. So when you get with the Lord and the Lord speaks and the Lord Lord gives you a word, sometimes that word's for you to encourage you. Okay, sometimes he gives you a name or a face of someone and you're supposed to go give a word to them. That word that you give to them will edify them, will encourage them, will comfort them, will build them up. If it does the opposite, mm, if it does the opposite, you're discouraging them. You might be thinking, well, does the Lord ever give you a word of correction? For someone, yes, I have given a word of correction to many people. But here's what the difference is, and I'll talk more about it later in in this series. Truth in love. And when you give it, it will edify, it will exhort, it will comfort, and it will build them up even a word of correction. The church has got to understand that we are giving the gift of prophecy. All of us can prophesy. If we can hear the church, hear God, we can prophesy. When we give that word to people, it encourages them. If it discourages them, it's not from God. Because even a word of encouragement given in the right spirit, can edify, exhort, comfort, and build up. Listen to me, church. Prophecy is a powerful thing. I'll end with this. In 2002, February, my wife and I heard God say, Move to Amarillo our stuff goes ahead of us in a big old semi we just prayed that that guy would really take it to the right place because we didn't know where it was going we just prayed he would get there we got I got in my truck Melissa got in the suburban don't tell anybody but Brett and Allie were just laying in the back no seatbelts asleep okay (laughs) And we drove that nine-hour trip as much in a night as we could so they would sleep. We pulled in to get gas, I want to say, in Memphis or whatever. And now, this is February. I'm listening to ESPN Talk Radio, talking about who the Cowboys are going to draft. I'm as spiritual as a day is long at this point. We get gas. I pull up. My wife pulls up right across from me. So I'm going to pump my truck full, and I'm going to pump that Suburban full. I have to look under there because I think gas is coming out. It just won't stop. So, uh, if you have a suburban, you understand. So we're pumping gas, and so I'm listening to the Sports Center. My wife, obviously, based on what she's about to tell me, is not listening to the Sports Center. So she gets out of Suburban. Brett and Alley are asleep. It's freezing, by the way. And we, she walks over to me. She says, "Jeff, do you do you think do you ever get the feeling?" that we're going to Amarillo for more than what we're going to Amarillo for. Okay. (laughs) I'm just, I'm ESPN Talk Radio. I'm not there. She's here. I'm like, (laughs) beef jerky, hot tamales, and sports center. I'm not, you know what I mean, guys? You have been there? I'm like, oh, it's not. Who's leading her? Uh, so I said, baby, I, 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 I don't know. She said, I just feel like that I know we're going to, at that time, San Jacinto Baptist Church to be the youth pastor, but God's got bigger for us and we don't know it yet. Wow. So I got back in the truck. I didn't turn that radio back on Sports Center. You know what I did? Started weeping. Because what I did is I took my wife from Longview, Texas, where she graduated high school, where she had mom and dad and sister and cousins and grandparents and everything. And I uprooted her and took her to Amarillo, Texas. And mm, we didn't know nobody. Nobody. And God said to me in that truck headed up 287, you need to hear your wife. I gave her a prophetic word for you and for her. Do what you've called to do today, but keep your eyes open for what I have next because it's bigger. Because what Miss A spoke over you in the second grade and the ninth grade, I'm putting you where that's about to bloom prophetic word or prophecy given from God to you to deliver to someone else can absolutely change the course of the kingdom you need to take seriously that God speaks to you you need to ask him to speak to you okay and when he gives you that word and he's got a face and a name on it you got to go deliver it because you have no idea what you're delivering you will be blessed for it. They will be blessed for it. Very much. I'm going to ask you to stay in church. If you're on the ministry team, I'm going to ask you to come up. Worship team, come on up. You have listened well. Here's what I want you to answer before we pray. What? Just for you. What? Did the Holy Spirit say to you through the message? What did the Holy Spirit say to you through the message? What did He say? For some of us, He spoke. He's got a name. He put a word for you to go deliver. You got to go deliver that. For some of you, He said your name personally. For some of you, it's this is your church home. You've been attending. You need to come now and join. For some, it's for prayer for some it's just at the altar but God spoke because that's just what he does and you heard because that's just what sheep do and you know it's for your good because you're his friend so now it's our time to respond to that word we're going to worship and I want you to respond Father we love you thank you for speaking thank you We did hear. We heard today, God. We heard. May we do what you said. For we will be blessed and the kingdom will be expanded. Move us now for your glory as we worship in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using The Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.